It's so easy to be average. You know it as well as I know it. It takes a little something to be special, Don. It takes a little something special to be a great player. We don't have enough great players. To hell with that! We don't want to coach average. I don't want to be around you. Why be around average? proud of our young people in the classroom, in the community, and most especially in 310 days in Ann Arbor, Michigan, on the football field. Three things. Number one, the team that hits the hardest and the longest, the team that starts the fastest, and the team is too damn smart to make mistakes. If you take it to them, if you don't make mistakes, and you keep taking it to them, hell, there's no question who wins. It's time for the best Buckeye podcast. By fans, for the fans, where they hate that team up north as much as you do. It's time for the OHIO Podcast. OH! IO! Welcome back to the OHIO Podcast, everybody. Welcome in! Hey, we've got all kinds of people in the chat already, man. This is great seeing the the uh, comments flying through, and we are so thankful to have all of you. I'm your host, Buckeye Bugs. That man over there, that's the wild man, Chris Wilds. That man down there is the Sergeant MVP, Aaron Brown, and you are you, and we're so thankful that you decided to be with us tonight as we review Ohio State's 35-7 to kind of like – I don't want to call it a good win. I don't want to call it a bad win. It's kind of just like, it's kind of like, okay, okay, yeah, all right. But it's a win. We're going to break it down a little bit, and then we're going to let you all jump on and call in. And uh, I've heard from a couple people who are uh, planning on calling in tonight. That's great. So wonderful to hear all your takes as well tonight. But make sure you hit the thumbs up button if you're watching this. On the YouTubes, make sure that you give us that thumbs up so it shoots it out uh, with the algorithm to everybody out there in the uh, interwebs so that we can have more Buckeye fans just like yourself join us each and every single Sunday night at 8 o'clock Eastern as we review. Hope you enjoyed the previews we've been doing for two weeks now. We've got more scheduled again this week as Ohio State prepares for game number three against the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. That's one of my questions. What is a hilltopper? Got to figure one. I got to figure that one out. Apparently, it's a big shaggy red thing. Yes. So what is it? I, I don't oh, know. I just looks I just, like a Sesame Street character. As I was coming in, I just heard this rabid debate on hmm. uh, the fan as far as whether or not uh, our mascot Brutus was better than the hilltopper mascot. Oh, on, on our Columbus radio station, someone was saying what? that this mascot would give Brutus the beatdown. Number one mascot in the world is Brutus. Number two, as Dylan Kuhn would let me know from the Boiler podcast, <clears throat> is their uh, Purdue Pete, except they <laughs> – Dylan actually remade their mascot into uh, – I believe he called it white or blue collar – Purdue Pete, I think, which was Purdue Pete with a hard hat and a po- a pack of cigarettes in his pocket. And <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I loved it. So uh, have to have uh, 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 have Dylan repost that for everybody. Um, you can find us uh, obviously on Facebook, facebook.com backslash the Ohio podcast. We're on Twitter at the Ohio pod. Uh, we also are all part of the big banter <laughs> network. What? White, if, if he's white trash Pete, according to Dylan. <laughs> white trash Pete. Pete. <laughs> Lottery Same ticket thing. and a pack of cigarettes. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. I love it. Uh, 
yeah. So, anyways, uh, you can find us on BigBanterSports.com. There you can find us, along with the the Purdue guys, who I believe record on Tuesday nights, and you can go check Dylan out. He is one of my favorite human beings on planet Earth, man. Fantastic guy. All right, guys, um, here we go. A couple little things before we get started. Let's show you guys this awesome flyer that was made. We're going to be a part of the watch party for the Pittsburgh Alumni Association there, the Ohio State Alumni Association of Pittsburgh. Uh, you can meet myself, Chris. We're both going. There's going to be a 50-50 raffle, games, prizes. And let's just say that the steak that they bring out to you at Mike's oh. Sports Bar is far and away the greatest steak I have ever had in my life. And I kind of consider myself a steak connoisseur. Okay. And that thing is phenomenal. Chris, do you agree? Oh, it's awesome. As long as Wargo doesn't put a pinata into it, you're good to go. <laughs> that's a story for another time. Story for another time. But uh, that's coming down the pike for the Notre Dame game. You're not going to want to miss that. If you're in the Pittsburgh area, come out and be with us. It's a tremendous, tremendous time. All right. We also had this uh, koozie that was given to us by McDonald's. They are $6 at your local McDonald's, a Central Ohio McDonald's location. All the proceeds go to the Ronald McDonald house. I'm trying to turn this the right way. We're going to give this away right now. I'm going to send this free of charge to somebody. First person, and try to do this without looking it up. If you know it, you can be quick. So get on, get your fingers ready. First person in the chat who can tell me the last school from Ohio to beat the Buckeyes, here's a hint, 19-21 and 21 was the last time we lost to an in-state <laughs> opponent. Who can be the first person to tell me who that op opponent was and you win this koozie? Did Aaron that's just not, mouth it? That's, that's not fair. No, I didn't mouth it. I would never. Okay. But can I join the chat? I want to win that thing. <laughs> Hurry up. See if you I can beat them. Nah. See if you can beat him. <laughs> Me hunting peck here. Oh, my goodness gracious. So, anyways, let's get right into it tonight, guys. We want to know what you think about these topics we're bringing up in the comment section as well tonight. Yes, Lenny Zabo. Oh, he's second. Mark Swick. Uh, Mark, actually, Brian no, no, Oberst. Brian Oberst. I'm sorry. I was going to say. Brian Oberst is the first one to get it. It is Oberlin College. Yeah. Lenny said Overlane. Close not, enough, dude. Yeah, I mean, I knew what you meant, but I over. Bud Light, was, just right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. By the way, Lenny, we owe you. We tried. Chris and I tried to be on your live yesterday, <laughs> and I was in the shoe. It worked. It was great. I just couldn't hear a doggone thing because they were playing all that rap music on the PA, like up to, they had it up to 11, as they would say. Uh, and I couldn't I hear a dog I finally figured out how to get on as he was closing out. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. That's great. Uh, so, Oberlin College, Brian Oberst. Brian, message me your address. I will send that to you when I get a chance later this week. All right. Your initial reactions of Ohio State's 35-7 to win, Aaron. Keep it sweet short. Go for it. Uh, I thought the line looked more in sync. They were communicating uh, much better than they did against Indiana, I thought. Uh, I mean, you could see them mouthing sometimes and pointing and stuff like that. So I thought that looked better. Um, McCord had a lot more confidence. Uh, he's definitely the better option between him and Brown. Uh, that's just my thoughts. Defense, still not tackling. Uh, you guys already <laughs> – you know how I feel about that. They're still too high. They're still grabbing around the shoulder pads. They're not group tackling or gang tackling. I want to get that cleaned up before Notre Dame. Um, better on third down, still not where we need to be. Uh, deep secondary still looks good. Tommy Eichenberg had himself a game. MHJ showed up. McCord was able to get it to him. Uh, that's that's pretty much it. It's about all I can say for a Youngstown State game. Chris, your initial thoughts of Ohio State's win over the Penguins. Well, first thing I'm going to do here, it might surprise you a little bit, and I'm going to come to the defense of Ryan Day. What? Yeah. Are you sick? All these all these people who are saying we should have hung 80 on them, guys, it's just not going to happen anymore. With the rule changes, the fact that we don't have an offense that was as prolific, as uh, mature, 
and with a Heisman candidate cornerback or quarterback, we're just not going to hang 80 on anybody this year. Forget it. It's not going to happen. Yep. Um, teams have learned how to slow us down using this clock now. So that being said, line a little bit better, still has a long way to go. Uh, quarterback play, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with Aaron. McCord's the man right now. We all need to just deal with it, get on board, support this kid, you know, and, and hope he has a great season. Uh, defense, my God, the tackling was awful. It was awful. And for the love of God, how are we not getting home against an FCS school? Thank you. That That is my biggest issue. I have a feeling that we may have the most overrated defensive line in all college football. We do, I'm we glad do. you – Yeah. God, I'm glad you said that. We do we do right now. Um, <clears throat> can I change we, that statement? We are not doing enough with the talent we have. We just aren't. Whether that's a coaching issue or what, a scheme issue, I don't know. But we have too much talent to be playing this way. Can I, can I change your statement, Chris? You may. We have the most overrated defensive ends in the country. You're right, because up yes. the middle, we are strong. Yes. Michael Hall cannot is be a locked. beast. Yes, he is. It, our ta- our tackles look good. Uh, it's the ends that are not getting home, and there's no reason why they shouldn't have against Youngstown State. All right, my initial thoughts are this. I actually wrote a few things down, and I've been seeing it in the chat as well. Kyle McCord <clears throat> is going to be named the starter this week. Yep. Uh, this thing is over. Uh, I fully expect Ryan Day on Tuesday in his press conference to let everybody know moving forward, Kyle McCord is going to be the starter for the remainder of the season. I mean, at this point, why, why wouldn't we? Um, Devin Brown looked uh, out of sync. He looked, the offense looked clunky with him. Um, you almost felt it in the stadium because I, I actually was blessed to go to the game. You felt when he came in, there was this buzz. Okay, here we go. What are we going to see? And it was just like a pin popped all the air out of a balloon. And the whole stadium was like, oh. It felt like the game was too fast for him, Eric. That's what I kind of thought. And Aaron, you can tell me if I'm wrong being a coach. It looked like the game was just too fast for him. He, he looked was like behind people. He was, he was off. Yeah. He looked like Kyle McCord did last week. Yeah. But Kyle um, McCord picked up faster, so yeah. So that's my first comment. My my next comment is <clears> this: <throat> Gene Smith, you done screwed up, dude. You had the perfect situation to let Mister Sweater Vest, who the entire fan base, other than one percent of weirdos, loves in Jim Tressel. His two programs he's won national they were calling this the trestle bowl we went to the skull session he's there with his lovely wife he gets acknowledged at the skull session the place erupted we go to the game nothing crickets he didn't even get his picture on the scoreboard during a timeout no mention of the man none nothing it was like he that's, wasn't even there. And all he did was that's bring cool. us back to prominence. That's this, crazy. I, I left angry at that. At more, more so, I left angry at Gene Smith <clears> that <throat> he would spit in my face, in this fan base's face, and the money we spent to go to this game because we thought we could at least see Jim Trestle. Do you know how many script Ohios they had at this game? Four. The alumni band had three. The band had one, and you couldn't even put Trestle in the alumni band to, to dot the I? Nothing. That's they sad. didn't even mention him. That's exactly Gene what you Smith, get out of here. That that if that's that'll be the last <clears throat> thing I remember about that man as athletic director is him spitting in that man's face. Terrible. That's my initial thoughts. So, <laughs> what a shame. It was terrible shame. I think uh, Frank wanted to. Frank agrees with me. 
Uh, so yeah. hard. Did, not did to. you guys happen to notice though the coach from Youngstown State? Yeah, wore sweater. He, vest. he acknowledged. He acknowledged Jim Trussell. He was wearing the sweater vest. Yeah. Got so, some class. Jim did wear a sweater vest. He had a. Uh, the Youngstown logo on one yeah. side and Ohio State on the other. So, yeah. does Gene Smith and Jim Trestle not have a good relationship? Obviously not. No. Obviously not. Uh, Facebook user, what are you talking about? They had a whole ceremony for him and showcased him on BTN. Not at the stadium, no. they didn't. There yeah, was they- nothing. That was the Big Ten Network that did that. That had nothing to do right. with Ohio State University. They yep. they did nothing at the game. I sat through the. I was at. I was in my seat at that game at ten. Well, let's see, eleven o'clock because I called in for the that, Lenny. Ten forty when you called in. Ten. Yeah, so I was in that seat at ten forty, ten forty five. Sat through the entire game. Set to the end of the game, and he never was acknowledged at the stadium, not one time. So that that was all Big Ten Network. So Big Ten Network did be, did more for Jim Trestle in this fan base than Gene Smith and the athletic department at Ohio State did. Pathetic. So, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Sammy said that the only time the announcers mentioned him was uh, when they talked about the Youngstown coach having JT on his vest. Uh, or yeah, Jim Trestle. Yeah. So, can I address something real quick? Yeah. Uh, and this is this is off topic, uh, but <clears throat> somebody mentioned about us struggling and not putting up points. Remember when Chris, you said we're not going to score eighty on people. Right. Uh, somebody somebody brought up it, that it didn't give Penn State problems. Well, let me tell you something. Penn State's got two killer running backs, and they're returning four starting offensive linemen. We don't have that. We've got some talent at running back, but we don't have. We don't have the offensive line that Penn State has. They don't. They've had a year or more to work together. We don't have that. You got to look at more than just your skilled players. This thing starts and ends at the offensive and defensive lines. I will say that till I die. So don't let's not compare ourselves. Okay, let's go and jump into our letter grades. So give a give me your letter grades in the in the chat. Give me your letter grades for offense and defense. Uh, I believe we started uh, with Aaron. So hey, Chris, I'll let you go first. Uh, your offensive letter grade. Uh, for me, I went uh, offense B minus. Uh, I felt that the line still at times struggled a bit. <clears throat> Not happy with the third down conversion rate. Uh, you know, it was better this week. But, guys, the last two weeks, we're 7 of 24 on third down. And I've heard people make the argument, well, we're 4 of 6 on fourth down. Against Indiana and uh, Youngstown State, why do we have six fourth down opportunities? Shouldn't even happen. Um, so I felt like the guys who handled the ball, either uh, your skill position guys, most of them had a fairly decent game. But the line, and I, I'll, I'll just come out and say it. I think the play calling was at times questionable. I had B minus as well. Aaron, what did you have? Uh, I went with a B plus, and that's just because of the passing attack was was tremendously better. I saw a little growth. Now, granted, it was against Youngstown. Got it. But the fact they were on the same page, they connected many times. Emek Egbuka had a great game. MHJ had a good game. We didn't, you know, we weren't counting on check down routes. Um, running game wasn't too bad. We spread it out a little more than we did last week, I think. But uh, yeah, I liked how Travion looked. He looked strong. Offensive line was communicating better. So I want the B plus. All right, moving over to the defensive side of the ball. My defensive letter grade was actually the same as uh, Larry Daniels here. Uh, I went with an A minus on defense. So. That's what I had on defense. They it was a bad first drive, but then they didn't let them score again. I know they're letting them. They're not getting off the field as quickly as Ryan Day would want them to. Uh, <clears throat> on that side of the ball, he wants more three and out so he can get the offense back on. I'm sure every offensive coach would want the defense to get get off the field so they can get the ball back. But you know what? I think the defense is playing pretty sound, other than they're missing some tackles. But I tell you what, I'm, I'm feeling good about our corners. Um, Sonny Styles is still a beast. 
And Tommy Eichenberg is always seems to be around the football in the right place. We just got to start getting home on the defensive line. Aaron, what's your letter grade for the defense? You're probably going to be a little bit more stern than me. I gave him a flat. Uh, I I was struggling. I wanted to give a B plus, but I uh, I'll give a B. And, and the reason for that is the talent differential. Somebody mentioned it in the in the comments, and I 100% agree. We should have been home much more than we were. They absolutely clowned JTT and Jack Sawyer. Uh, didn't look good. Not a good look. Uh, Lathan Ransom. You can't meet a running back in the hole and then miss the tackle. That is unacceptable. The only shining light, okay, Igbenosin plays very physical. I will take that. I told you all that on, before we started. I will take his play every day of the week, twice on Sunday. Um, Denzel Burke playing lights out. Everybody else got some stuff to work on. Sonny Styles a beast, yes. Linebackers solid. Chris? I went B minus. Uh, for me, you know, we were talking about the fact that, you know, against this caliber caliber of opponent, we should have owned that defensive line. Our ends didn't get home. The tackling was sloppy. Uh, we did get a takeaway. That's a big plus. We did get two sacks. We should have had a lot more against a team like this. And what in God's name was Martinez doing out there at corner? He was awful. He hasn't been good since he's been here. He he's out of position. Awful. He was a quarterback in high school. I know. I, and he looks like a quarterback playing corner. I know. He's he, undersized anyway. Like I, Yeah. He's, that, been, he's been lost since day one. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I couldn't give him better than a B- given the, the talent we went against. We did get one of these turnovers, Sammy. It was a beautiful oh, – I'm going to let Aaron speak. <laughs> to what Denzel did because he did everything it seemed like right mm -hmm. uh, technique-wise. Aaron, tell us what Denzel did right in that interception. We're going to talk about it here in a minute, so just go ahead with it. He did everything right. Like, if, if, if I could put a textbook together on how you run with a receiver and then turn your head and look for the ball, it would be that play. I don't think Jeffrey Okuda himself – ran a coverage that solid in the years that he played. And Jeffrey Okuda was, to me, one of the standard guys, like the standard bearers. I look at Jeff Okuda the same way I think of Sean Springs and guys like that, Mike Doss. I think of those guys in the same light, okay? Antoine Winfield, so and so, you know what I mean? Just all those guys, that talent. Denzel Burks got it, guys. He's back. And he looked – go ahead. I was going to tell me if I'm wrong. It looks like he's playing more physical than he has oh, yeah. ever. Absolutely. The hand, hey, the hand fighting, right, yeah, that plays a big factor, definitely. But, but the he's hand more fighting, skillful with the hand fighting. Yes, yes. His hand fighting is just, man, that dude, I love Denzel Burke. Like, <laughs> he's off my crap list. Love that. <laughs> hey, hey, man, all last season, you guys know how I felt, dude. You guys know how I felt. And it was just like every week I was like, man, this dude is so much better than this. And this year he's showing it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Brian said he almost had two in that game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. I think uh, I'm trying. I didn't go back and watch the game today. I got super busy and, and I actually watched the Bengals Browns. Yeah, me too. Did you not Congra enjoy that game? Congratulations, Chris. How the Steelers do today, Aaron? Shut up, Chris. <laughs> I, I, I don't, this is what you guys must feel like all the time. <laughs> yeah, congrats. Now you get, you got another week to celebrate before it all ends. <laughs> oh, shoot. All right, back to topic here. Uh, Facebook user, what is the deal with Jack Sawyer and JT? They need to be dogs, and all I see are two guys going through the motions. One yeah. word, soft. Yep. I'm not even going to argue that. Very soft. soft. They're just soft? Soft. Listen, this is a family show, Eric. I can't, I can't get any further than soft. <laughs> okay. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to do this. Is it time for Larry to retire? Are we sure I, it's I Larry? Wonder, well, this is my thing, Aaron. I think that there's a major disconnect between Larry Johnson and Jim Knowles, 
and one of them's got to go because until they do, this offense is going to be disjointed and dysfunctional. Oh, this the defense. defense. Right. We're not running yeah. Jim Knowles' defense. We're running no, Jim Knowles' running... defense from the linebackers back. Yes. We are. You we're go back physical. and you go back and watch what he did at Oklahoma <laughs> State. They ran a lot of three three lineman personnel where that fourth was a hybrid linebacker who could blitz and would move around. That's his jack position. And Larry's like, no, I'm not doing that. Okay, Jack Sawyer was doing that though. He was in a two point stance. He's not. That's not his. He's position, just not. Aaron. Jack Sawyer's just not that no, dude. He's not. No, Aaron, it's no. not. It's not the same. You can't stand up and and oh, he's in the Jack. It, that's not it. The Jack would think about Troy Polamalu. That was like yes. the Jack on the line. Like he could come from the freaking. From the sidelines, he would – what's he doing over there? Oh, he just took out the wide receiver, and now he's coming after the quarterback. Like, it okay. was crazy insane what he was doing with that position. And it there is no – there's no – there's a there's miscommunication there. Either Ryan Day has told him, no, we're going to let Larry take care of the line. You just take care of the back end. And if that's the case, then we're missing an entire point of his creativity as a defensive yes. play caller. Well, if you well, look, the, the and, linebackers and defensive backs are playing physical now, Eric. Yes. That line is not. Exactly. And it's, I'm at the point now where I'm thinking Ryan Day needs to go in and set him down and be like, look, Larry, we're letting him run his defense up front too. But you can't do that now. That's something you have to establish over the offseason and implement it over winter and summer into fall camp. You can't be two weeks into the season and go, all right, now we're going to run three down linemen and we'll run a jack. Like, you're not going to do that now. We're stuck. So yeah. if they can't if they can't get home, Aaron, it it don't matter. I mean, that's my, that's, that's my thing. The only, the only two positions on the D-line playing difficult or playing hard – are the tackles, the interior. Yeah. Okay. And even then I would say they're not as physical. They're not playing as hard as they should be. Well, but they're definitely like he's awful vicious. Oh, I agree. I agree. But, but think about this. If they have to pay attention to the ends. Yes. How if much more effective does it make him? Then. It makes him so much more effective. Yeah. Is he holding back a step in case he has to step out or. Well, it just gives the offensive yeah. line something let they don't have to worry so much about right. it because they know JTT isn't getting there, and neither is Jack Sawyer. All right, we need to hurry up. We need to hustle up because we're almost at 830 Ooh. already, and yep. we need to move through these uh, Buckeye leaves. Let's hand out Buckeye leaves real fast. Um, let's go ahead and start here. The player, the offensive player of the game, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. Anybody else? Yep. That's it. That's it. <laughs> only one Aaron stop it yeah MHJ is the only one I can go with this week man uh defensive player of the game Chris two thumbs up for Tommy Eichenberg <laughs> really over over Denzel Burke okay Denzel now Denzel was great but man that hit that Tommy laid on uh Mitch Davidson I think he's still trying to regain consciousness from that Aaron was a good hit your defensive player of the game uh Burke and, you know, he didn't have all the tackles and stuff, but he had the interception. And then when you play secondary, sometimes no stats are the best stats. Bingo. Yep. Exactly. You only had one tackle. Yeah, because every time they threw it his way, it was an incomplete pass. Facts. And then they stopped throwing his way. Yep. Well, the got linebackers the got him before they got to the secondary, you know? Yeah, yeah, yep. exactly. Your offensive play of the game. I went with the 71-yard touchdown pass from McCord to Harrison Jr. to start the game. Good read by McCord. Looked off the looked off the corner, looked to the left, saw where uh, Harrison basically had five steps on the cornerback who he just absolutely toasted on the line of scrimmage. Night, Good night. Free safety was on the other side of the field. Touchdown. That was my offensive play of the game. Aaron? Uh, <clears throat> mine was the 39-yard touchdown to Marvin Harrison just because the, the concentration that it took for, for Harrison to run that route, lose yeah. the ball, and then retrack it and catch it was incredible. I'll go with that one. And then blow us kisses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was great. Chris, what would you have? I had the 71-yard, Eric. The first one? Okay. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Chris, your defensive player hit of the game. 
man, I'd love to go. Yeah, I'd love to give you two, Eric, but uh, I'm gonna go with just one. Uh, even though I love Tommy Eichenberg's hit, give me Denzel Burke's interception. I'm with you. Give me the INT, Aaron. Yep, INT. Three. Three and three for three on the INT. That was such so beautiful. It was yeah, textbook. It was. Everything was textbook. Right, yeah. People say textbook, but this really freaking was like was, it was yeah. so gorgeous. Do you think unless he falls off a cliff, he's a first round draft pick? I think it depends on how many more interceptions he gets. But uh, if he can limit touchdowns, which he's done so far, yes. I don't want to say early, middle, or or late round, but I will say first round. Yeah. So, um, I I heard maybe someone in the chat. If you guys don't know, maybe someone <clears throat> in the chat can um, let us know. But I thought I heard something about that was the first interception by a cornerback in a couple of years, or yes. something like that. Like it's been a long time since a corner has gotten an interception really yeah like it's Who been a couple it? i want to say it was well, i know Okuda. since 2021 frank said so who yeah. would have been that wouldn't have been okuda 20 could have been burke might have been denzel it was probably burke. burke who was who was on the other side of denzel <clears throat> in 2021 shoot I don't it's, remember. It's good if it, you can't remember, right? Cam. Cam Brown. Would Cam he have been? Brown. Brown. He would there have been one. Yeah. See, for at least have, a week. It's good to have Frank in the in the in the chat. Frank yeah. writes for Scarlet and Game. We wanna we wanna uh, make sure that all of you go to the Scarlet and Game po- uh website, read those articles. Um You've got some from Frank. You got some from myself where I wrote about how that this QB competition's over. Uh, I wrote that yesterday. Frank's got some good articles on there as well. You want to check those out, everybody. So, all right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. In your uh, chats, if you're on Facebook, on our <clears throat> Facebook page, or on our YouTube page, you will see where we have put the link to you calling in you can call in on your phone you can call in on your computer we want to talk to you so when we come back from our commercial break hopefully we have some people lined up to come and talk to us we have one uh, on deck already and uh, we're looking forward to chatting with all of you about what you thought of ohio state's big win over youngstown state and what you think about them moving forward so hang around after this quick commercial break everybody we'll be right Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. The OHIO Podcast is brought to you by Mastermind. Mastermind specializes in 360-degree high-definition mobile video mapping, GIS integration, and traffic safety studies. Mastermind cares about traffic safety and keeping you safe on the roadway. Visit Mastermind at OnlineMastermind.com. We are back with Brian Oberst. Brian, welcome to the OHIO Podcast. 
Yo, we're getting a bad feed again here. Good to be here with you guys. There we it's go. There, that good now. There's a little. It's a little bit of a. Uh, we're getting. You're breaking up a little bit. We hear a few words here and there, Brian. But what did you think about the game yesterday? I thought it was. Yeah, we're we're getting like one or. I'm sorry, Brian. We're getting we're getting like one or two words, and then uh, and then we're we're losing you. Are you you are you on a cell phone or on a computer? My iPad. Okay. Might be it. Yeah, we're getting we're getting a bad signal from you. I'm afraid because we're like I said, we're getting about one or two words, and it freezes on us. We'll have to uh, maybe try your cell phone, Brian. Maybe that'll be a little bit. Maybe try your cell phone if you have a smartphone. Maybe that'll be a little better. Let's try that one for you, Brian. See if you can do that. All right, uh, guys, we'll just keep chatting away here. See if Brian can uh, get on his cell phone. I know that Matt or uh, Matt was thinking about trying to call from. Uh, australia as well that one be interesting we'll see if that what kind great. of service we'll get from from that one uh but uh what did you guys think let's see here about the tex yeah here's a good one the texas alabama game aaron you had some thoughts in the pre-show about texas <laughs> and alabama what did you think man dude i thought quinn ewers i mean i know usually i crap on quinn ewers but i also it's in reality it's naive to think that he wouldn't improve you know, through his collegiate experience, regardless, it's not like Brian Day is the only quarterback guru in college football, guys. So <laughs> Steve Sarkeesian's not too bad himself, you know, and he's got a solid staff. Um, but that game was, uh, man, that was, what a game that was. Uh, Quinn Ewers can just, he's got the field vision the way C.J. Stroud did. Yeah. He really does. He's got it, man. Um, he's not, he's like y'all said, he's a gunslinger. He'll cost you some games, but he's going to win you some too, and he did it last night. So, I mean, the defense, the play calling over and above everything, man, Steve Sarkeesian absolutely outcoached the hell out of out of Nick Saban. <laughs> he really All the did. way around and, he did. And let me tell you, Sammy Poston said it here in the chat, and I predicted it at the beginning of the season, guys, the Alabama dynasty is over. It is done. Who's his beginning, though? Yeah. Right now, you got you to gotta say it's Georgia. They're back to. to back. I mean, is no. Kirby's a young guy. Yeah. He's doing a hell of a recruiting. The new job. dynasty started yesterday in that big win in, in Evanston, Illinois, for Northwestern. That was Stop. that's the. <laughs> they dominated that <laughs> my, game. My baby. screen hasn't froze. That's just me looking at you with just amazement right now. That's how I feel. <laughs> Well, we've got we've got another caller. Let's see if we can bring him on. Hey, mate, what's going on? Hey, hey, Matt. Hey, boys, how are we? We're great, Matt. Welcome to the OHL podcast. It's called caught off sick today, huh? Well, we're just striking out all over the place with this, aren't we? Matt's frozen. We see his beautiful little face there, but. Uh, <laughs> Can you hear us, Matt? No, he gone. Nope. Dude, he gone. you know who Matt looks like? Who's that? Ryan Day. Ryan Day. I know. With a bushier beard. That's wild. <laughs> <laughs> He's our new mascot. <laughs> oh, shoot. No. Yeah, no. So when Matt was here uh, last year, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure we talked a little bit about that. Uh let me see. He's back on here. We're going to try this one more time. Oh, he gone again. But uh, there he is. We'll try this one more time. Matt, can you hear us from all the way from Australia, man? This is some serious, serious uh, technology we're working with here. <laughs> I, I can hear you, boys. I can hear you. That's better. Awesome. Right. I can hear you. What do you, th- what do you think about Ohio State, man? What so far? They're two and zero. What's been your thoughts? Uh, I only watched the highlights yesterday because I was in Sydney on um, on the weekend. Um, and as I said 
to you. To me, the halfback sort of looks he looks scared to take risks. Um, and just the whole team. I, like I'm not expecting slow yet. Um, but no, they they look all right. I'm just and this, the fact that they're playing the weaker teams probably helps the quarterback situation. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it, it does. I mean, you don't want to. I mean, I I wouldn't have want to started the season off against Notre Dame <laughs> with this quarterback situation. I don't know that I still want to face Notre we, Dame. We would have lost makes. by forty five if we were started the way. But we still might, yeah. dude. <laughs> I mean, you know, Matt, from from your perspective, I mean, does the team look and feel that much different than they did last year with those four new guys on offense? A hundred percent. I don't know. I just last year you felt confident with anything they were doing, where this year you sort of, sort of. I don't know. Uh, uh, you don't want to put much pressure on anyone because it might just go wrong. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. I mean, I hear what you're saying because you're like, why put un like unrealistic expectations <coughs> on on um, McCord in the offense? You know, putting unreal expectations on them is unfair. I mean, we've been saying it. You can't take you can't take game number what was it, 27 from C.J. Stroud, and yeah. compare that to game number two for McCord or three now. Um, that is such an unfair comparison, especially given the fact we're breaking in a new center, two new tackles on the left and right side. Like that's just unrealistic. Well, they're different players. Yeah. Yeah. So what should be the expectations, Matt? I'll ask you since you're back. What, what are your expectations as a Buckeye fan for this team this year? Matt might not have heard us. Did you hear my question? Oh, he's gone. There he goes. So, yeah. so, so Eric, so can I, I'm can learning EV Mux is not very good at doing the live calls, is what I'm learning. But inside, so not- yeah. let me just throw this out there too. I really feel like these first two games, what scares me is I think we've won them on talent. We won them because we had the better athletes. I don't know that we've really outplayed anybody yet. We haven't. If you, if you look at the way that, like I said, we've lost the battle in the finishes really on both games. Mm-hmm. We haven't necessarily, I think, won these games. Yeah. I think that, that the talent has won the games, not the, not the coaching, not the play calling. It, it's been strictly we've won on talent. Yeah. Matt, can you hear us, man? I don't think so. Don't In the so. chat, I want to hear from all of you. What are your expectations of this team? Now that you've seen them play a couple times, what are your expectations? Of you, what are your expectations? So I'll start with you, Chris. I'm looking at the chat. Sorry, I got I got uh, 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 I got the. Uh, Confused. Um, what's your expectations now moving forward? Realistically, Chris, given what we've seen in the first two weeks, have they changed? Right now, I would love to say that we can turn this around. I just don't know that we can. I think there's a lot of disconnect in the team. So for me, I, I'm going to say that really, if if we go 10-2, and two, we should feel happy. Because I really, right now, the way this team is playing, <clears throat> we do not stand a chance against that team up north. And we will lose to either Penn State or Notre Dame. Maybe both. Uh, I think right now, Youngstown State and Indiana showed everybody the best way to beat Ohio State is to just run the ball and control the clock and keep the, the explosive uh, guys in and Harrison and Henderson and Egbuka off the field. 
I mean, I, that, that's what it comes down to. And with these new rules, I don't think Ryan Day is able to coach with these new rules. or He hasn't figured it out yet. Let me put it that way. He hasn't figured out coaching with these new rules <clears> yet. <throat> and I think he's really struggling. And I think that, like I said, I think Youngstown State and Indiana has shown these teams that have the same talent levels as Ohio State exactly the formula to go out and beat them. And it's exactly what Jim Harbaugh has done the last two years. So the individual who said in the chat, send me an invite, I, I can't because I don't know who you are. <coughs> if you're watching on a Facebook channel that is not our Facebook business page or, and or our YouTube channel, then I don't know who you are to send you an invite. So I saw your comment. I'd like to. Uh, I just don't know who you are. So let me know and I'll try to get that to you. Uh, Chris, expectations, or sorry, Aaron, Aaron. expectations changed if so what are they yeah so uh you know our, our season preview i i i said undefeated at this point i just hope we win 10 games uh because i i think that it is completely realistic given the new clock rules that wisconsin gives us a game too uh because i mean even though it's not the the same running attack the same style they can still get the job done on the ground. And guess what? That's completely to their benefit. Teams that can run the ball completely to their benefit. Um, they also have a solid offensive line. <clears throat> Penn State might lose. The only thing we got really going for us is the time in between that game from now. We have time to improve to get to that point. Um, I don't think we can hang with uh, that team up north right now. Uh, and then Notre Dame, if we don't clean up our tackling – because I'm going to be straight up, I watched the whole game between Notre Dame and North Carolina State yesterday, and our defense looked like North Carolina State's. They did a decent job, but their tackling looked just like ours. We're grabbing dudes by the shoulder pads. We're not, not wrapping up. We're going for them stupid shoulder check hits that don't do anything to a, a, a six foot five, 260-pound tight end that can run as fast as your – most of your DBs, um, and that's what Notre Dame has. That's what they utilize, too. We'll go over that when the time comes. But uh, <clears throat> I'm just hoping we win 10 games at this point. The only the only saving grace is the time that we have to improve. We've got uh, about two weeks' worth of practice and one game uh, to improve for Notre Dame, and I'm talking to the offensive and defensive lines, everyone else I am confident in, but we have got to get this these lines together. Period. So, so if we don't win ten games, does Ryan Day walk away? No, no. Um, and and I'm with Frank. He mentioned earlier, and I I I don't know if you guys got to hear the post game conference, but I am entirely on board with what Frank said. <clears throat> he said I'm rolling with what Ryan Day said after the game. Let's slowly build this thing, and that's the right approach. That is the right approach. You know, we sure. all thought the the building was going to burn down when we lost to Oregon by a touchdown. But it didn't. You know what I mean? We didn't look good necessarily throughout the rest of the season. We lost to that team up north. But this isn't that team, guys. we got to remember that. We're not returning a great deal of offensive talent where it counts the most up front. Those guys but need experience. How long are we willing to sit and play second fiddle to Jim Harbaugh? How long are we willing to play second fiddle in the Big Ten? And, and I know we are, and Matt said it, or was it Matt? No, it was uh, Dylan from Purdue said it earlier. We are a spoiled fan base, and he is absolutely right. We are a yes. spoiled fan base. Absolutely. But you know what? We have expectations. Ryan Day knows those expectations. Yep. The coaching staff knows those expectations. <clears throat> and let's face it, Ryan Day has not gotten the job done since, since Urban Meyer's people have left. Since Urban Meyer's students have left, he has not got the job done. Hey, there's um, a reason this job is so – this is a destination job because the expectations are so high. We waited out 13 years for John Cooper to get his act together, and he never did. Are, are we, we going to do that now? More. Yeah. yeah, I don't see it happening this time. I think – I hope <laughs> – I hope that we have learned our lesson. All of these conversations are about to change. Let me explain what I mean by that. The college football that we're going to be looking at next year, given a 12-team playoff, compared to where we sit today at four, 
is going to look and feel extremely different. Meaning when we lose early in the season, it's not nearly going to hurt the potential of getting to the playoff as much as it does currently. Like right now, Alabama has to run the table and win the SEC to make the playoff. Another loss, they're done. They're out. Well, and I'll say the same thing to you, Eric. Right now, the way that Ohio State has looked the first two weeks and their free fall out of the top five in the first two weeks, if that, I'll tell you right now, I don't think anything short of an undefeated Big Ten championship Ohio State team gets in. I agree with that sentiment. Unless by the end of the season, there's this complete team chaos. looks looks yeah there's complete chaos and this team looks more like what happened in 2014 um than you know where they lost early in the season to virginia tech and then ran the table but here's here's the thing i said to all of you in our season preview this team will look more like 2002 than 2014 and so far i've been right you go back mm-hmm. and look at that 2002 season. We won a lot of real close football games. And we really didn't realize how good we were until we got up against Miami <coughs> and won that football game. Remember, Michigan was supposed to beat us that year, too. Yeah. Michigan had a, they had a better roster. Now, obviously, hindsight's 2020, and that wasn't the case. But, I mean, you had the close game against Purdue. You had the close game against Cincinnati. Remember that one? Oh, yeah. Uh, I think there was a close game in there against Texas Tech early in the season. Um, So, And then, of course, the close one against the team up north. The close one against Penn State. There was nail-biting games that entire season. Yeah, oh, holy Buckeye. Holy Buckeye. So what I'm getting at is this. I want, to, I want to bring this up, and I feel like I want to talk about this, and this really is an entire podcast, and we don't nearly have the amount of time. And I know Lenny Zabo is trying to call in right now. Uh, he's not called in yet, but I saw where he said he was working on it. <clears throat> I feel like as a fan base, we don't enjoy the journey anymore. We don't. It's all about we the don't. destination. Yeah. Can I can – I... Can I interrupt like, real I, quick? I, I spent, That's okay. what happens with success, though. You yeah. look at the Yankees. They don't enjoy the journey either, Eric. <coughs> let, let me let me share my story about yesterday, and then, Aaron, I'll let you in, yeah. interject. Cool. So I bought my tickets on Thursday. Um, I've been waiting till later in the week because it seems like on those games that aren't big games, the prices drop dramatically. Mm-hmm. And I got two box seats for 70 bucks yesterday. Yeah. 70 total awesome. or each? Each. So 140 total. That's hey, still. <laughs> bo- box <laughs> seats, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like not the bench, hard bench to everybody, like box seats, man. These are beautiful, right? Yeah. Um, <sighs> I left disappointed and angry. And I'm on the drive home, I'm like, we just won a football game by 28 points. And I'm angry. Why? And I realized it's because we have become so spoiled, for lack of a better term, of winning big all the time that that is now our expectation. And at the end of the day, being a Buckeye, if you just win the games, we go 12-0 and and win the Big Ten, who cares if we won by five or six points? We're going to the playoffs. We're Ohio State. But if you look you know, around the Big Ten right now, is it really a realistic thought that we're going to win every game? Was it in 2002? I was going to say that. It's realistic. It wasn't. You know why 2002 is so awesome? Yeah. Say it. Because we, en- we enjoyed the journey. There was The expectation wasn't there. We didn't it know that a, any of that it was, was going to happen. It was a freaking miracle. <laughs> You're right. Right? You're, that you're 2014 right. team blows the 2002 no. team off the field, but I'm not sure they win. Because 2002 had something different about them. Why can't this team have something different? Dude, they might. I don't, see, can. I don't see the heart 
that 2002 had. In You're telling game. me you saw the heart in 2002 two games in? Not two games in, but you know what? Over okay. the course of the season, you could see it. You could see it, you know. I would say this. I saw more passion, more fire out of those guys than I did out of these guys two games Don't in. Don't give up on these on this team. I'm not giving up. I'm just saying a realistic – I'm trying to take a realistic, objective approach. I, I know what you're not, saying. Who is not a you're, Buckeye fan taking an objective approach. Yes, is going to say this team plays flat, this team plays without passion. Sure, Chris, you're saying there are serious flaws in this team. I can see those flaws, and I also see what my our, our future opponents look like, and I'm telling you that if we don't clean that up, we're going to lose. And I agree with you, Chris. Yeah. We all can see it. Every person in this chat over here, they can see it. They know it. Offensive line's got to get better. We've got to start hitting home runs in the running game. McCord's got to start getting in sync with those wide receivers. Defense can't miss tackles. We've got to get home on the defensive line. These are all things we all can see. But that shouldn't steal our joy from, from winning football games. And so it, was you brought, it's, it was stealing my joy, man. Yeah. It, they stole his smile, Aaron. Little little wrestling reference there for you. Shawn this is Michaels. this is perfect. This is a perfect. This is a perfect example. I'm from Missouri on this team. He's saying, "Show me, show me." Well, yeah. they're two and zero. Oh. Let's say they're showing so you, you so far. So what do you want? You won't be a. So you're not going to support them until they beat N- Notre Dame. Is that what you're saying? Let me let me give you another example. So I follow Jim Knowles' sister on Twitter. Mm-hmm. After beating a team 35 to 7 this week and beating uh Indiana 23 to 3, there was a fan who said your brother sucks as a defensive coordinator. What? Now see that's that's uncalled for. That's, that's ignorant. Why why are you doing that? Number 1, why would you believe that or say that? Number 2, why what gives you the right to go to his sister on Twitter and say that? Yeah. See that's what that's what um uh Herbie was talking about. Herb yeah. Street when he called us all JAs, well, okay, there, which I, no I disagree. I disagree with Herbie's take. But what I'm getting at is why can't we enjoy a, a good win? You know what? I congratulate Youngstown State. They played well. That's a team I'm rooting for. That's an yeah. Ohio team, Division One AA. I know they don't call it that anymore. It's like FCS. championship yes. series or FCS, FCS whatever. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like <laughs> – they played really good football yesterday. That first drive, you know, but they didn't have anything after that offensively. But you know what? They practiced that first drive, and they performed the heck out of it. Why can't we say, you know what? You got us that time. And who, who was happy going, to see Instead of going straight to Twitter and going, our defensive coordinator sucks. Brian Day needs to be fired. This team sucks. I, saw the, I can't tell you how many – we suck in the first drive of the game. And then yeah, we it's no. like, guys, enjoy the game. Like, put your phone down, put your computer down, and watch the game. Enjoy the game. There'll be plenty of time to talk about it tomorrow and for the rest of this week. But it is stealing this fan base's joy to have these expectations of being perfect. Every single week. You know why you can't reach perfection in college football? These these are young men who go to class. They're studying. Aaron, is, is college easy? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> right? They're, they've got girlfriends, real-life relationships like the rest of us. I bet you more than likely there's someone right now in this chat who has relationship problems. And it's affecting your performance on the job. Crazy. Yeah. You don't think that don't happen to 18, 19, 20-year-old kids? No. You know it does. Oh, sure. You know it does. Can I chime in? Go for it. No, man. I, what I, was I have say. to get that off my chest. <laughs> no, it's, it's actually to prove your point, Eric. And I, I 100% agree, dude. I think a lot of it... <clears throat> is the spoiledness uh secondly it is we're so used to a high octane offense right we just don't have it this year and that's okay that is okay if you told me 
that Craig Krenzel was going to take us to a national title in 2002, I would have asked you what drugs you're on so that I could perhaps ask for some. Now, (laughs) who would have thought Maurice Claret was going to do that? Like, okay, he showed up against Texas Tech, killer game. Who would have thought he was going to do that the rest of the year? You know what I'm saying? And then when he was injured, Maurice Hall stepped in and played a heck of a game. Who we had on this podcast. Yes, Guess what? Guess what else? Illinois, even in 2002, trash. We took him into over. They took us into overtime. Yes. We barely beat Illinois, who was trash. Okay? Yeah. What are you guys going to do if we pull out a miracle in South Bend in two weeks, three weeks, whatever it is, like from today, uh, and we only beat them by two points on a last-second field goal? Are we still trash? Does the team have no heart? I agree with Chris 100%. They're playing flat as crap, okay? But to Eric's point, they're two games in. They haven't really been challenged. Nobody has really pushed them, oh, if that makes was it, sense. Was that me? That I, did I just, like, leave the You have to came back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was weird. Yeah, But has any – I mean, they haven't been pushed yet. Western Kentucky might push them, and that might be mm-hmm. their wake-up call because Western Kentucky usually got a solid offense. We'll see. Yeah. So Lenny couldn't join. He said he apologized. No problem, Lenny. We'll try to. We'll try to. I'm going to start to explore other options for calling in. I know that there actually are phone numbers people can do to call in. I don't have that technology yet. We might have to look to do that. But um, yeah. So Aaron, you make a really good point, and you know. Uh, I think it was a comment. Let me pull it up. I think it was Frank's comment about taking his son to his first game next week. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Eric. Trying to enjoy this season more than last year. Can't wait to take my kids to their first game next week. Show them all this history surrounding Ohio State games. So when I'm walking out of the stadium, you want this is all come. All of this conversation came from the fact that we were walking out of the stadium. We got behind this family as we were walking back to our car, and the little boy had this certificate that they hand out to people at the, the shoe. first game certificates. That, yeah, they yeah. give them to the kids. It's, I I came to my first game. It's a certificate, and he was skipping and he was just like talking about mommy, daddy. Did you see? Did you see? And I thought that's what I'm missing. That's the, the joy of being a Buckeye and celebrating and a win with with the, this team that I am so invested in. I'm so invested in this team financially, emotionally, that I, 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 I it's like I'm living and dying on, on every play. And I want sports to be fun and enjoyable. And my fandom to be that way. And I want this podcast to be that way. When you come here, we're going to tell you the truth. We're going to tell you. Chris and I are going to tell you the truth. When the offensive line looked terrible in spring, we told you that. When we told you that the quarterbacks weren't weren't the greatest, we told you that. You know? We're, we're the same guys who at the beginning of this podcast said the defensive line is <laughs> not getting home. They need to get home. We're going to tell you those things. But we're not going to sit here and tell you that this team sucks. No, and there's a way to do that, Eric. And I think, you know, you mentioned the guy on Twitter. You know, there's no reason to ever do that. There's no reason for personal attacks. You know, and, and I, I've seen so much on social media. Oh, if if you're not supporting the team 100%, then you're not a real fan. You can't criticize the team. You're not a real fan. You know what? You can objectively criticize what's going on in the field and still get out there and cheer your heart out every stinking play on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah. You can do that. Fan is short for fanatic. Like, I mean, let's be honest. That's what we are. I mean, three guys doing a podcast, you don't get a dime for this. (laughs) We're fanatics, right? All of you watching three guys doing a podcast, you're all fanatics. Like, we Thank you, by the way. Yeah, They're not here for our good it. looks. I mean, <laughs> speak for yourself. I'm about to say, who the heck are you talking about? <laughs> we have faces for, for radio, radio, not podcasting, right? <laughs> so says my mom. <laughs> yes, sir. 
All right, guys. Hey, man, thank you so much. This was an active chat today. Very good job, all of you. I'm going to have to go back call and in read next through week, most though. of these. Yeah, well, call in, here's guys. The, here's the thing. We're going to be working on that. We're going to be working on this call-in thing, see if maybe we can figure this out a little bit. Because what's interesting is when we had people who uh, – <laughs> Put that one up. <laughs> Me too, Sarah. Me too. She's all she's here for Boggs's good looks, and she's also here for Carpenter's good looks, apparently too. So, uh, but he's not hey. on the show yet. Uh, so, uh, speaking of that, I will. I will. Sarah's gonna be so mad. I'm gonna share a Bobby Carpenter's story. So, when Xander, my stepson, her son, went to the second and seven camp, Bobby Carpenter was there, and uh, he was getting pictures with the kids. And Xander ran up and got his picture with Bobby Carpenter and his dad. Xander's dad said, "Hey." Uh, I'm going to get a picture of Xander with you because um, his mom, uh, she she really loves you. And he went, oh, cool. Only a linebacker, right? Only a linebacker. Yeah, up. Jay, you're right. People saying that this team sucks are overreacting. But yeah. even I think they are underachieving up to this point. That's a fair thing. That's fair. fair. Yeah, That's I think fair. we all agree on that. Underachieving. Yeah. I think Ryan. I think Ryan Day agrees with that. They're just not I there think, yet. And he no. said that as he said as much in the press conference without yeah. actually using those words yeah. yesterday. He sure did. Yeah. All right, we will. We are going to have um, a Western Kentucky uh, podcast join us uh, for previews this week. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, we're going to be uh, doing our own previews, doing more of the film breakdown. If you haven't watched our film breakdown, Aaron does a great job of actually going in and dissecting plays of our opponents for the upcoming week to show you here are some things you should be looking for and how we can stop that defensively or score against it offensively. Um, so be, be sure to check that out. And then, of course, if you're listening to the audio version of this, that comes out on either Wednesday evening or Thursday morning depending on which whenever i get to it but we appreciate all of you who are still listening to our our podcast make sure you give us a five-star review that really does help we appreciate that if you haven't already and you're watching on youtube give us a thumbs up uh, that does a, a tremendous uh, help for us in reaching out to more buckeye fans through the algorithm so that they can be with us and be live every sunday night at eight o'clock eastern uh, be sure to check out all of our facebook and twitter we're active on both of those again it's facebook.com backslash the ohio podcast on twitter you just go to twitter.com and go at the ohio pod that's where you'll find us there uh nick quint says are you going to do weekly power <laughs> rankings and other big 10 uh big 10 game previews just wondering no we're not nick because as, as being a part of the big banter network they're doing a we are part of their power rankings now so uh the, our podcast has a vote in the power rankings and i posted that on our facebook page this past week i think it was thursday i posted those power rankings um so that's where that is and they also have a betting show an actual betting podcast and they're a lot smarter than we are at projecting those things Speak which is why we're not doing it hey, man, yourself. I, made I, money I, Texas. I picked one game this year and i lost money on it i was like oh, this is not a good start so our track um, record is flawless on bets okay i'm totally lying i just i totally do, I do better the over under on that is negative that's a fact. We're terrible. Don't listen no to problem, us. No problem, guys. As always, be kind to one another. I owe someone's OH and sing Carmen, Ohio with all your heart. Until next time, OH. I owe. Go Bucks. Have a good night. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.